0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to BuzzFeed Sportscast. I'm your host, Perry Mortzinos, and today, guys, we have a great episode on tap for you guys, so let's get straight to it. Before we head into the Patriots and their game against the Baltimore Ravens and their game this weekend, quick pick and fancy stuff and stuff like that. We did um, have a big, big breaking news story come out of Boston with um, Imei Udoka. I believe that news broke on Wednesday or Thursday night. Um, Let me just double check on that. But no matter what, I mean, this is a absolutely massive move so it actually did break six days ago so about Wednesday night it broke um and obviously they've had press conference on Fridays blah blah yada yada yada. but that's where I want to start because whatever you think about the Patriots or the Bruins or the Red Sox the Celtics are the regions the Boston's best chance to win a title for probably the next five years I would say and this Ime Udoka loss coupled with Rob Williams instead of being out six days, now out to, for out for 8 to 12 weeks is big big news and that's going to really really hurt the Celtics I mean you just look at Rob Williams timeline that puts him I believe the season starts late October so he's going to miss at least the first month of the season maybe the first two months maybe the first month and like three quarters so that's kind of the timeline for Rob Williams from today in terms of Imeidoka, Doka he's been suspended the whole season um I'm sure you guys know intimate relationship with a female staffer we don't know who this staffer is um but no no matter what it's just a really really dumb move by Ime Doka here this is a team that just went through the NBA Finals. You have, arguably, I think, a top 10 player in Jason Tam. You have a top 20 player in Jalen Brown. You have the reigning defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart. And frankly, Imei Doka is a, as a coach. He's a phenomenal coach. And he was probably the front runner for Coach of the Year. The Celtics were their favorites for the title. And I didn't have them winning the title this year, but. I mean, I, I had the top three teams in the East. Now, you've got a 34-year-old interim head coach in Joe Missoula who has never head coached a team higher than Division Two college basketball. And that's who you're going to trust with arguably the most, for lack of a better word, famous franchise in basketball, probably behind the Lakers. Um still looking for banner 18 a team that just won the nba finals last year so i look at this this isn't good for anybody this isn't good for ime doka this isn't good for the celtics organization this isn't good for the team but ime doka made a stupid stupid decision here whenever this relationship started we don't have the exact details but no matter what it was just a boneheaded move and one that the celtics had no choice once the a female staffer came out with allegations that she said something inappropriate. They had no choice but to investigate. And then once they found something, they had no choice but to suspend him. And and it's It's just unfortunate timing because you had the Celtics players trying to introduce, trying to answer questions on this Monday. Um, about the situation. They don't know anything, we don't know anything, so I can't talk a lot about it, but no matter what, this is stupid for the Celtics. They should still be a pretty good team this year, but stupid move by Ime Doka. This is bad for the team, real a really really bad look for the organization. And who knows if he comes back next year, but the Celtics could be if Joe Mazzulla doesn't have a great year this year on their fourth head coach in four seasons potentially with Brad Stevens in 2020, e last year, Joe Mazzulla this year, and then new coach in 2023. So we still need to see how everything shakes out. But that that is going to, I have a feeling, that's going to kill the Celtics for at least the first quarter of the um, NBA season. But we've got plenty of time to talk basketball. Let's go into last week's football game where the Patriots lost 37-26 to the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm not going to lie, I expected this to be a little more of a blowout. I had the Ravens winning 27-14. I think the Patriots had a number of chance, chances to win this game. I thought this was an improvement for Mac. He did throw three interceptions. That third interception I'm going to discount because you're kind of just hoping something opens up down the field. The second interception, um, which he threw in the end zone, only down five, to Devontae Parker. He there's clips on the bench um, yelling at Devontae Parker. He's very, very angry. I'm going to put that one 50-50 on Parker. And then the play-action throw on a play that they haven't run all year in second and seven, not obvious play-action down on that first pick. And it's just not a great throw. That one's probably 75% Mac, 25% Matt Patricia for just calling that play. Just not not great coaching. I think they got out-coached this week. But let's start with the Mac Jones injury, first of all. High ankle sprain. Patriots think he should be out max of four weeks. Mac Jones is closer to 6 to 8 No matter what, he's not going to play this week in Green Bay. And he probably won't play next week against Detroit. Look, he has the worst passer ring in the league. And not to, you know, kick a guy when he's down. But Brian Hoyer can keep this team afloat. He's, he's lost eight, 11 consecutive starts. Again, not great. But he's not terrible and this is a decent matchup for the Patriots actually because you look at this Packers team and right now they're trying to learn through their defense they're trying to learn by running the football so if they if the Patriots can shorten this game I think they do have a chance this week um I'm giving them more of a chance than a lot of people are but in terms of last week's game you can question why is he out there down 11 with a minute 55 left and I believe zero timeouts, that's that's fair, absolutely fair. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I mean, this is football. These things happen. Um, it's very unfortunate, especially because this is Mac's second year, so if he can't return until week six to eight weeks, we put him at about week nine, week ten, um, then you're looking at a situation where, He's had x-rays on his back and his ankle already this year after three games, so maybe the back affected him in Week 2. Maybe the ankle affects him when he comes back. This season looks like it's not going to be a great year in terms of evaluating Mac Jones for the future. And then after the third year, he becomes extension eligible, and that's when you have to decide if you're going to pick up his fifth-year option or not. I think he's probably done enough right now to get his fifth-year option picked up. Um, That usually getting a fifth-year option picked up isn't that difficult, so we should get that picked up. But the extension, I think, is going to be very, very interesting, especially if he does come back and not play well this year and then has a rough start to next season. But other things in Baltimore. I didn't think the defense was good enough. I thought that it looked like they played better than they did, but Lamar Jackson, 107 yards rushing. You cannot allow that. Mike Andrews um, just kill this team in the red zone two touchdowns it's just the only thing you have to take away with this Ravens offense is Lamar Jackson running the football Mike Andrews Duvernay Bateman yes they are problems but they're I don't think they can kill you to the level of Lamar Jackson running and Mark Andrews catching the football can I mean you saw Bateman I believe he had zero catches he fumbled the ball once DuVernay obviously had that touchdown grab. I think he had a couple other catches. Also had a very, very nice punt return. Patriots could have drafted him. Instead, they chose Devin Asiasi. Devin DuVernay went one pick later. But they weren't the threats in this game. The the threats are clearly Mike Andrews and Lamar Jackson. And whether that's on Steve Belichick, Jerome Mayo, or Bill Belichick, that just can't happen. And Bill Belichick is spreading himself too thin, I believe. He, you see him coaching the offense because Matt Patricia does not know how to run the offense. He's running play action when he shouldn't be running play action. Around the goal line, it's just awful play call. I mean, that they threw to the flat. They almost got just stupid. And then the fourth and one where Mac pulled a play out of God knows where, um, where... Ramondre Stevenson. It was supposed to go to him in the flat. He was covered. Mac Jones scrambled, escaped. I believe he threw to Johnius Smith for like a nine-yard gain on fourth and one, and then that two-point conversion where you're throwing a running back screen, like, in between the tackles to Ramondre Stevenson on a two-point conversion when you've been averaging 4.5 yards a carry. Just stuff it up the mill, or I, I don't know. And then Ramondre Stevenson lateral it back. Obviously, he was down, but. I just don't understand why it's a pitch out to the flat to Damian Harris and a pitch out to the flat to um, to whoever it is. Ramondre Stevenson, get these $12.5 million tight ends involved. Stop throwing the ball to Devontae Parker so much. Play Kendrick Bourne more than 20 snaps, I believe he had. Why is Lil Jordan Humphrey playing 54 snaps and he gets no targets? Somebody needs to explain that logic to me because that doesn't make sense. It's it's I'm v- I'm very very confused, and I get they didn't lose this game because of Matt Patricia. I don't think he was great, and I thought Mac Jones was average. To be honest, I thought he was average, but I think they lost this game because they couldn't contain Lamar Jackson on the defensive end, which is i think indirectly related to patricia because belchick needs to help out patricia more which is taking him away from the defense and i think we're learning that steve belchick that just isn't that good of a defensive coach or whatever he does if he coordinates coaches play calls i i i really don't know what he does and then you also look at another major issue was the the turnovers mac jones threw three picks. Obviously, the third pick doesn't really matter, but the other two, whether or not they were his fault, their turnovers. And Nelson Aguilar also fumbled on a catch and run, where they were still down five. They still had a chance, and Kyle Hamilton punched out from behind him, and Marcus Pierce found it. So that was the the Patriots had their chances. They really, really did have their chances to knock off this team. I think it came down to the defense not being able to get off the field on third down. Justin Tucker made a 59-yard field goal, which was a big, big make. Um, You also had uh, just the turnovers, certainly, as I already mentioned, and Mike Andrews, and I think that's where they lost this game. Um, And this team is not suited. They can't have negative plays. They can't have turnovers, and when this offense does that, they're just frankly, they're frankly not going to be able to win many games. It's just not the way that they're constructed right now. So just a just a ton of factors affecting the Patriots' performance against the Baltimore Ravens, and I just I just don't understand part of the logic with build the GM here. I mean, you look at young quarterbacks, right? Frankly. I think pretty much all young quarterbacks need help. They're not going to go out there and dominate. I mean, even Peyton Manning had Edger and James, Marvin Harrison. Um, Brady had Dion Branch, Givens, Patton. I mean, who weren't world beaters, but still, frankly, really, really good players. Um, in addition to Troy Brown. And in recent years, the example I go back to is the, the Cowboys need to evaluate Dak Prescott. They traded for... Amari Cooper even this past year the Dolphins needed to evaluate Tua to decide if he was worth a contract or not drafted Jalen Waddle and traded for Tyreek Hill and he's having a great year Jalen Hurts they want to evaluate him he got AJ Brown in the offseason um, another phenomenal example is the Chargers, you kind of walked right in, Justin Herbert walked right in a situation with Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, Patrick Mahomes walked right in a situation with Tyree Kill at the time and Travis Kelsey. Um, the Cardinals, they need to evaluate Kyler Murray. Who'd they bring in? DeAndre Hopkins. It's just all these different things that some of these teams are doing. Bengals need to evaluate Joe Burrow, Dave brown Jamar Chase, who Frank, we don't really know, and then Josh Allen. They need to evaluate him. They bring in Stephon Diggs. Patriots need to start valuing Mac Jones. New year, new system. Probably would have had to have an elite wide receiver. Plenty of them were out there this year. They trade for Devontae Parker. And that's on a hand on him, 156 yards in this game. Phenomenal game from him. But compared to Stephon Diggs, Tyree Kale, DeAndre Hopkins, he's not on their level. And frankly, that's Bill's fault as well. But let's head into this week's game. As I said, they're taking on the Green Bay Packers in at Lambeau Field in Fox's game of the week. I believe this game is on Fox. 4 25 p.m. game. As I said earlier, I don't this is not that bad of a matchup for the Patriots. The Packers really cannot score right now. They're run heavy. Um their their defense is what's carrying this team. So I truly think that if. Brian Hoyer doesn't turn the ball over. Nelson Aguilar, who already has two fumbles, doesn't drop the ball again. Hopefully they play Kendrick Bourne more. I think Jacoby Myers will be back. And I think they've got a chance, especially because both of these teams are going to be running the ball very, very effectively. And that's why my X-Factors for this game are Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. If these guys can four yards a carry, four yards a carry, four yards a carry, I think this team has a very, very good... Sh- they can win this game. They're going to have 8-minute drives, 7-minute drives, just to keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers. And I know his wide receivers aren't that good, but the this Patriots offense, this is going to be a really, really slow, really, really boring game, so prepare yourself. But if the if the Thunder and Lightning combination of Ramadri Stevenson and Damian Harris can run hard, if the offensive line can block... This this team does have a chance to win a low-scoring game like 13-7, to 13-10, 10-7, 10-6. It could be that low-scoring. I don't think it's going to be a blowout because I really don't think the Packers possess that firepower right now. I still think they're trying to figure it out a little bit. I think they need one game against kind of like a cupcake opponent just to kind of figure out where they are, and I don't think the Patriots are quite Quite yet yeah, a cupcake opponent. Um, key matchup: I've the New England secondary for versus Aaron Rodgers and to a lesser extent these wide receivers. The Patriots secondary. This is probably the only time where, where they're not going to be outmatched lining up against some of these wide receivers. Um, Allen Lazard, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Randall Cobb. I mean, those are solid wide receivers. Not great though, and these guys can cover them. And if Aaron Rodgers gets forced into a few bad throws, maybe the pass rush, Dietrich Wise, four sacks, great game from him on Sunday. If they can get home a little bit and force Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball, maybe the Patriots are going to need a couple turnovers in this game um, to have a shot as well. I think a short field, whether that's a blocked punt, a blocked field goal, a long kick return or interception or fumble, they're going to need something to happen and this defense is going to be have to be very, very aggressive in getting the ball. And I think this secondary is probably the best chance for the Patriots to get a turnover this week. Overall, though, I do have the Packers winning this game 20-10. to 10. I think Aaron Jones is going to be the MVP of this game. I think he's going to have a field day catching passes out of the backfield. I think the secondary will hold up, but I don't think the linebackers will hold up. I think if Kyle Duggar comes back in this game, that will be a massive advantage to this new england patriots game i thought it was a big loss against baltimore really really massive loss as really who's their fastest defensive player um i just don't think the patriots have uh, if this game was in a couple weeks after brian hoyer kind of got used to them i think they might have a better chance at winning this game the spread is 10 and a half right now um which is absolutely absurd it will. It if it closes at ten and a half, it will be only the fourth time in the Belichick era that the Patriots are double digit underdogs both. So the two of the times were an one with Tom Brady facing against the Colts, and then the other time was twenty twenty where Brian Hoyer was going up against the Kansas City Chiefs after Cam Newton got COVID. So this this could be this is kind of uncharted territory for this New England Patriots team. I think Brian Hoyer does enough to kind of keep it close, but I think the Packers are gonna add a late garbage time touchdown. I think it's gonna be 13 to 3 for a while. I think the Patriots are gonna get it 13 and 10. And then the Packers will kind of end the game with a big just a big winning Super Bowl looking um drive to close out the game. And who knows, this could still be a blowout if these Packers receivers figure out. I don't think it's gonna be this week. The Patriots will have a chance. They do have a chance this week. I'm not counting them completely out, but I do have the Packers 20-10 to 10 in this one. Before we go to the rest of the Quick Picks, let's discuss how fantasy went last week. I had Drake London as my breakout. He had 14 points. Really, really solid performance from him. Outscored his production. I'm going to give myself a tie for that one because I think for a breakout, it needs to be over 15 points. And then Christian McCaffrey was my bust. He had 12 points. I'm going to give myself a win for that one. After being projected 21 points um, this week, only scoring 12, I think, is a win in the bust column for me. Unless you do get points for 100-yard rushers, then that will um, increase. And maybe he's not viewed as quite a bust, but I do, I am giving myself as a win. So that means I'm 2-2-2 two, two, and two in picking fantasy bad week for picks last week i went six and ten um really just not a great week um at all really so i'm down to 23 and 25 so hopefully we'll get back in the win column this week the patriots are one and two obviously and my record in predicting the Patriots game has improved to two and one let's start with miami cincinnati the thursday night game for this week miami big win against buffalo Cincinnati, big one against the Jets, 27-12, uh, to 12, Cincinnati did one. This game is in Cincinnati, this screams letdown game for me. Um, after being the Super Bowl favorites, at home you have to travel on the road on a Thursday night against a pretty good team. This just screams letdown. I have the Bengals winning this one. Minnesota traveling to london to take on the Saints, so be sure to set your lineups early as there is a 9 30 a.m eastern time kickoff between the vikings and the saints i have the vikings winning this one the saints have really disappointed me i thought they would be a playoff team Jameis winston has been awful without sean payton i think that's kind of one of the most underrated losses we've seen vikings caught big win and they can win again you improve to three and one that would be a massive massive start for this team, I do have the Vikings winning this one. The Lions hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Lions have one of the league's best offenses. I believe they're a top 10 offense right now. They might be the highest scoring offense in the league. Um, Seahawks lost 27-23, I believe, to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, in Week 3, after kind of playing their Super Bowl, Week 1, it's not looking great for them in week two to say the least in week four excuse me I have the lines in this one I think they're going to put up a very very good chunk of points here the Jets traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers Jets are not that good the Joe Flacco magic has kind of run out we'll see if Zach Wilson's going to play it seems like it's about 50 50 right now if he doesn't play this week he's definitely playing next week Um, I think the Steelers' new bench, Mitch Trubisky, for Kenny Pickett. I expect it to happen, frankly, uh, depending on how this game is going during this game or after this game or after whenever the next loss is for the Steelers. I have the Steelers winning this game, though I just don't really think the Jets are that good. Chicago traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Chicago's 2-1. They beat the Houston Texans 23-20. Justin Fields is not throwing the ball. I believe he only had nine completions um, on Sunday. Giants suffered a tough Monday night football loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Daniel Jones is now a great game. Saquon is back, though, and he's going to run all over the Bears. I have the Giants in this one. Big AFC South matchup with the Titans traveling to take on the Colts. Colts and Titans both won. Titans beat Vegas. Colts beat Chiefs. Both, lost, both games I picked incorrectly. I have Indy winning this one, though. They're at home. I think they're a better team than Tennessee. I think with Pittman, they're more balanced offensive attack, and I think they do end up winning this game. Chargers traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. They should have sat Justin Herbert last week, and I think it's going to hurt them later in the season. I do have them beating the Texans, though. The Texans just really, really aren't that good um, right now. I think this might be another week where you get a chance to sit Justin Herbert and you can pull this game out. Cleveland traveling to Atlanta. Cleveland won Thursday night football against the Steelers. They're coming off a long break. Atlanta got their first win of the season against the Seahawks. Kyle Pitts finally got a little more involved. I believe that he had um he was very close to 100 yards receiving. So great game from Kyle Pitts. I the Falcons actually have been the top 10 offense as well, but I do have the browns in this one it's a long week um we'll see if miles garrett plays or not um hopefully he's okay after that car accident but i i really like the browns this week against the falcons washington traveling the dallas to take on the cowboys one awful performance from the commanders against the philadelphia eagles and jalen hurts i was expecting more of carson wentz he looked awful dallas big win um, Cooper Rush is now three and zero as a starter, two and zero this year. I think he improves to four and zero in his career as a starter. I just don't think the Commanders are that good, and they're going to need a serious, serious look in the mirror after this year ends. Jacksonville traveling to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. That is another one o'clock game. Eagles have been the best team in the best team in the league by a lot of metrics. I'm a big believer in the Eagles. I love AJ Brown. Um. I'll get to fancy in a little bit, but he is on there. Um, Jacksonville has also been a pleasant surprise. Very, very good offense. Trevor Lawrence has only thrown one interception. This game is going to be a lot closer than people think. I still have Philly pulling this one out, though, at home. Buffalo taking on the Ravens in what I think is the best game of the week. However, it is a 1 o'clock kickoff. Josh Allen and the Bills looking to bounce back. They are missing a ton of pieces. This team could be ruined by that. Ravens coming Back home after beating the New England Patriots. I've buffaloed in this one. I don't think they lose two weeks in the row. Arizona taking on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina in this week's Toilet Bowl game of the week. Panthers stink. Baker Mayfield's not that good. Christian McCaffrey's the only, the only good player on that team outside. Maybe Brian Burns. DJ Moore, I think, is overrated. Arizona Cardinals, Kyler, outside of Kyler Murray's one half, they should be 0-3, and it really shouldn't be close. They are really, really bad, but I still have them being the Panthers. I think Matt Rule's an awful lot coach. He's going to get fired. This Both of these coaches could be fired by midseason, but they, I think they both definitely will be fired by the end of the year. Denver traveling to Vegas to take on the 0-3 Raiders. Very disappointing start from the Raiders. However, a very disappointing start for the Broncos, even though they're 2-1. I think Nathaniel Hackett's the, one of the worst head coaches in the league. Russell Wilson just has not been cooking lately. Only 11 points scoring against the Niners. Vegas is going to have a sense of urgency. If they start own four, that's really, really bad. I think they win this game. I think Devontae Adams gets involved. I think McDaniels gets um, Adams involved and Renfro and Waller. I mean, I don't think he's going to be one and done, but if this continues, this could be really, really bad. For the Las Vegas Raiders, the Patriots traveling in Green Bay to take on the Packers and Foxes game of the week. I already mentioned this. I have the Packers twenty to ten with Aaron Jones winning MVP. Sunday Night Football: Chiefs traveling in Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. Bucks offense looks awful. Chiefs should have won if they had had an actual kicker who could make a PAT or a field goal, and they wouldn't have to run a fake field goal. In addition to that, I have the Chiefs in this one. I don't trust the Bucks right now, especially with the fact that this game could be moved. Um, they haven't moved it yet, but due to Hurricane Ian, the Bucks are practicing at the Miami Dolphins facility, so that is something to bear watching as well. Um, my thoughts go out to all those in Tampa hoping, um, bracing kind of, and trying to evacuate for this hurricane that is scheduled to hit um, this weekend. I can't remember the exact days, but my thoughts do go out to you guys. And then in the Monday night football game, we've got the Rams taking on the Niners. Niners aren't that good. Jimmy Garoppolo was awful on Sunday night. Um, Niners are just an average team. I have the Rams winning this one and getting to 3-1. Breakout and bust of this week, wide receiver A.J. Brown. I think he's going to have a field day against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that is going to be a high-scoring game. Bust, wide receiver Justin Jefferson. It's in Indy. He's going to be going up against Marshawn Latmore of the Saints. Just not a good situation for Jay Jettas. You're not benching him, but don't expect him to have a good week. That will do it for me today, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Visit our website, Ballparks to Buzzerbeers.com. Our Instagram is there. Our Gmail is there. Our Twitter is there if you guys want to DM us or email us. Any thoughts, positive or negative feedback, um, your quick picks, your fantasy studs, if the Patriots will win this week. Um, Segment ideas or even if you'd like to get on the show, I'm sure we could possibly figure something out. But that will do it for us today, guys. As always, I'm Perry Mortino signing out with the From Ballparks to BuzzFeed Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.